Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome back for another episode of OTS. I'm here with my main man, JD. What's up, What's going on, my man? Not much, man, not much. Man, so we've had a rough week, man. I mean, me and JD were talking about it before the <laughs> show, man. We've had a rough week. It's just been, just been trying on so many different fronts, you know what I mean? Just been Absolutely. real trying. You know, from the day gig to the friends and the family. It's just been one of them. It's just been one of them weeks, you know? Unless you know you're still alive. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then this ain't a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah. You know, this ain't no cakewalk. <laughs> this thing, you know, this thing called life ain't no cakewalk. So we've, we've had a rough one, but I, I'm, I'm super pumped up for today's show, kinda. Cause there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that I'm not quite all that familiar with, but so, so today is going to be the Oscar show. Right, we're gonna do a little bit of sports at the end, but today's the Oscar show, and and I'm really excited because you know I'm a huge buff, right? Yep. Of of entertainment, just in general, the films. Yes, the thespian, yes, the thespian in me. But before we jump into that, I wanted to uh, again thank Grant again uh, for all his efforts, man. I mean, you put this thing together, and and I get where you're going with it, Grant. But man, you gave us two days to go through all this. Are you nuts? <laughs> G Money was on a mission. <laughs> but but I love it, my man. I love it because you know me and G Money, and and we all share the same kind of passion for the entertainment world. And so, uh, you know, I just. I, I'm grateful to have you on the team, G. And I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we ain't paying you much. Okay, we ain't paying we'll you spend anything. spend it all in one place. <laughs> okay, okay, we ain't paying you anything. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that we know that every week we you know, appreciate your work and, and your efforts. And I assure you, homeboy, I assure you, I assure you, sure as I know my name, it's all going to pay off. I assure you. For sure. No doubt. So, again, I wanted to thank you again. Uh, but so for the show, uh, you know, Grant, Grant gave us every category for the Oscars. Now, Pretty I mean, not, much, <laughs> not, yeah. not not just some, every category. I think he he he, he left out a couple like the makeup and stuff like that, uh, didn't he? Or, no, 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 he, he did, did not. Or... This <laughs> Grant put it all on this sheet, and he sent it to us like last night. It was like, hey, listen, and he put it. It's funny because he put the note on the email. He's like, hey, listen, I just want to give you guys an extra night to do some do some background stuff, Grant. We need two weeks. <laughs> yeah, your boy was making pieces for the household last night. No doubt, no doubt. So, but first, let's 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 talk a little bit uh, about. Uh, I wanted to share a little bit about my passion because I mean, again, I talked about it at the very beginning when I first started this whole thing, and and you know, me being you know a theater major at Northwestern, you know, again that that didn't come about until like after my freshman year. But mm-hmm. you know, my passion is is. You know, I had theater classes and taking classes in L.A. and classes in, you know, Philadelphia and uh, classes in Chicago. So, I, you know, I've taken some classes and I studied it in college. And, you know, I still, you know, 
obviously it's it's one of those crafts that you just still continue to you just need work. You're never too old for you, it. You're never too old for it, and you're never a master. You know exactly. what I mean? You're you're constantly and and if you're doing it right, you're taking parts and you're you're pushing yourself and you're you're continuing to grow and as a as an artist as as a as an actor. Uh, and as a performer, and so you know, I, I have a huge passion. Love it, love it, love it. And and I think it's it's an amazing um, it's an amazing art. Side note, quick question. Yes, I know being uh, like the art majors and the music majors at mm-hmm. universities in high school, it was always that section. Was it like that at Northwestern? Of course. Okay, I just, of course. No, and, absolutely. And you were that guy in a. In a and class. I was, and I was the guy that could do. I, I felt like I felt comfortable in both both sections, and, and by sections I mean people that were like minded, the artsy kind, um, you know, uh, the kind that sort of were individuals and 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 sort of wore the crazy socks and the crazy outfits and always had some weird thing to say, but they were just natural performers. Natural, yeah, of course, absolutely, love that group, love them, love them, love them. Uh, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of gays, which was. Again, I'm completely comfortable with and completely okay with. I thought it was awesome, um, and so. But I, I was fortunate enough in college to be able to be a part of those both, a, a, both groups and both the athletic group and that artsy group. And I couldn't have picked two of the most extreme. That's what I was about to say. What were some points of commonality between the two? Well, I, I, again, I think from the very beginning when I first started the show. I said, and I still firmly believe that, you know, athletics is nothing more than performers. We're all performers. Fact. And and we're performers, in, and the better the athlete, the better the performance, right? And we kind of expect to see a better performance out of the better athletes, right? Sure. So so it's a, it, the similarities are, you know, the better the actor, the better the performance you expect, right? The 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 more you've studied your craft, the more some people got it naturally, some people got a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. some people look the part, some people don't. You know, we discussed earlier that LeBron James, <laughs> not that, the cutest dude you know. Nah. No. No. <laughs> and again, you know, I, I'm I'm comfortable in my manhood that I can say, you know, that's a good looking dude, that's a good looking dude. You know, he clearly gets a lot of ladies or men, whatever it is you're into, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I, you know, LeBron ain't got that. He don't got, he don't got to the, he don't got to the grills. Uh, yeah, he didn't look better than Bruce. He looked like he's 36, and that dude is every bit of only 26, 27. Anyway, we get that. So, you know, but I, so I, I always equate them to being natural, natural performers. That's just what it is. We put on a show. The only reason that athletes make a lot of money is because people want to see it. Exactly. Right? Same with actors and actresses. You know, you pay the high dollar to see who you want to see. You know, the mm-hmm. Johnny Depp's of the world, the Brad Pitt's of the world, the Meryl Streep's. And studios, just like team owners, are no different. Exactly. They know who their players are. They know who they can count on to to draw a crowd. They know who they can count on to perform. Absolutely. And so I, I, there's so many parallels I can draw with you know the, the amount of training and the amount of dedication and the amount of effort that it takes. And again, some people are natural, some people aren't. And in some roles, it even requires the physical training. A lot of roles, you know. Yeah, I most think for roles. a lot of people, most roles do. And a lot of people would think, well, oh, you know, you know, she's just a She's a housewife. That's fine, but I mean, the same amount of uh, the, the same amount of uh, uh, what is it? The testosterone, not the testosterone. The um, you know when you get that energy, the um, uh, what is it? The uh, adrenaline. adrenaline. The same kind of <laughs> amount. No, like, uh, no, the same <laughs> amount of adrenaline. You know, I felt. 
you know, when I was on stage in college, I felt like so drained. When I was on stage, I was like just full of adrenaline. It's the same kind of thing when I was on the field. It felt the exact same thing. Yeah, and they say a lot of the, some of the best actors and actresses, they almost have to go through therapy after certain roles because they have to remove themselves from too, that character. You get too deep and too close, and and you know psychologically, a lot of people have a hard time trying to adjust. And you know, I, and I think again, the great ones. The great ones do. The great ones get really close. You know, there's tons and tons of stories of people doing just crazy, incredible things just to put on a show. Exactly. I mean, really, if you if you want to break it down, they do these things to entertain us. They mm-hmm. do these things to maybe challenge themselves. They do these things to sell tickets, movie tickets, to get the next big deal. It's no different with athletes. You know, mm-hmm. you got you got to stay relevant. You got to keep the media talking about you. You got the you know you got to continue to do things that impress people so you can get that next contract so you can get the next big deal and then and ultimately, I'm you know the Jordan took that and we talked about this two weeks ago that Jordan took the athletic world and brought it to the next level right and that next level is you selling. Yourself, you are a brand, just like an actor is. Absolutely. They are their own brand, and that's why it's important, you know, not getting typecasted and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it was funny because you know, grandparents still here, and the other day we we're talking about Sean Connery, right? And so uh, we're talking about like the reason why he left the James Bond series because you know he wanted to, he. Was an, he's an artist, so he wanted to be known more than just, oh, you're James Bond when he went somewhere. Right. I'm a lot of different things in terms of my acting ability. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, obviously the more versatile the actor, the bigger the range, the more you can do. Same with an athlete, right? Yep. The bigger, faster, stronger you are, the the smarter you are, the, the more systems you can just be plugged right into. Like and, a receiver. You don't want right, to be exactly. known as a possession receiver. Right. You want to be known as all-around receiver or whatever the position Right. You can be. play all different positions. You, uh, you know, same with just an athlete in general. Yeah. You know, you're a, you're a baseball player, but you can play second base, you can play first base, you can play outfield. I mean, the more things you can do, the easier it is to to, to market you and, and to place you. And so, you know, and, and again, some people that they have roles, right? Mm-hmm. In, in in the acting world, you're either leading man or leading lady. You're support. You're always either the friend or the girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? You and 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 some people that just that's their career. Yeah. Same with the pros. You can be on a football team, be there for 20 years, no one's never heard of you, you were an offensive lineman, you did your thing, and you moved right on. Long snapper. Long yeah. snapper. You or were, a place kick or a holder. You were in the <laughs> realm. Yeah, exactly. You were in the realm. You were with the big boys. You were with the famous people, but you were just the support, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and the parallels go on and on and on in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I really, I really do love it, and I really think that there hasn't been uh, and and it, it's coming. There's going to be an athlete that's going to be a blockbuster athlete and a blockbuster actor. It's coming. If you were to forecast that, who do you think that? Do you sense that there's someone right now that could be that person? I don't. I don't know if anybody's on the radar now, but I do think that these high school kids that are coming up now, that they're getting so much publicity and love from high school as freshmen in high school mm-hmm. you know and as they get that love and publicity they start learning how to work the crowd they start learning how to work the media and Absolutely. and and as they get older they start thinking you know i want more than just 
I don't want to just have, oh, I got a football deal. Because yep. that's not the real money. The real money is in the endorsements. Yep. Exactly. The real money is in, oh, and then you also can be a sponsor and part owner in this company. Oh, and then you also get movie roles in this film. Oh, you also are owner in this movie studio. It's coming. There's going to be an athlete that's going to do that. I don't know if there's anybody on the radar now. I haven't seen a lot of the younger kids right now. But... There's going to be a kid coming up that's going to be equally talented in both football and in acting. And it's going to be a natural thing, and he's going to have to work ten times as hard in both to stand out. Yeah, I think it would be more difficult in most sports outside of football. Like uh, basketball, longer seasons. Baseball. But the thing about basketball is they get to see your face. True. Right, so we see your face. Face. And that's why there more, is more notoriety. Right. You're taller. You get the model thing, whatever, whatever. But again, you're going to have to, like, you really, it, the dedication it takes for both. Because now it's now a year-round thing. Everything's a year-round thing. Sports sure. are a year-round thing. It might be a baseball guy. It might be a baseball player, you know, who, you know, can go out and, and hit the, you know, 50 home runs and be able to steal the bases and, and be great with the media and charming and really talented on the screen and people want to see him and, you know, I, I think the schedule would be hell, but if you're in demand, you make it happen, or they'll make it happen. It'll be it interesting happen. to see. Now, I think for the next week, you know, I got probably two or three days. My attention span is not that long <clears throat> to start looking and thinking, who could be the next? Who could who be that could person? Because it hasn't happened yet. No, I mean Jordan came close in that he had space jams, but that I don't no, know. Well, was- Jim Brown. Well, but yeah, but it's the same. It's it's at the same time was what I'm saying. You know, Jim Brown was a talent is a talented actor. Yeah, he but really is. He but if, was doing some films while he was playing. Right. There was a small crossover. I'm saying that this person, when they hit the ground running, when they're drafted, every it's gonna be very clear that this kid, this girl, this guy is gonna be both. I'm doing both. That's that. And people are gonna go awesome. I think it will depend on the sport it because does you know the, the front offices and I think coaches. it's a better chance in football because it's a shorter season. See, but I can see that being an issue with coaches, and right away they. In order for it to not be an issue with the coach, you have to be far and away better than everybody else. Yeah, that that's going to take a you have to be person. far and away. That's what I'm saying. You have to be the you have to be a Randy Moss um, with. Um, Better hand. I mean, you know, if you can get bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, you're a Randy Moss, bigger, faster, stronger, with a great attitude, and everybody loves you, and you're gonna, you can make plays that nobody else can. Peyton Manning in New York. Yes, I think I think Peyton Manning could do it. I think Peyton Manning has the chops. I mean, you can see you've seen him on Saturday Night Live, which is a hard thing to do. Oh, absolutely. And he he blows it away. He does his thing, and you don't expect that out of him when you look at him. Yeah, because he looks kind of corny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break sorry, and we're gonna continue this. Uh, yeah, sorry, Peyton. We're gonna we're gonna continue this conversation. This is Oscar Week. We'll be right back. Yes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we're back. And so J- we were just talking to during break. JD, JD doesn't necessarily think that could happen. He just think that the... I, it's too much to be good at one thing, to be great at one thing, requires a lot, and it takes. Even if you're talented, it's still like as talented Michael Jordan was. It took a lot for him to dedicate to basketball, right? Uh, and, and to do something like that, and not, only way I could see it possibly, which is still a demanding sport, like tennis or maybe golf. So you're saying like an individual sport, sport where you where can you kind can of work on your work own schedule schedules. And, and, yeah, but I, I just think that to do both at the level that we're saying right. I, I, is virtually impossible. I know Rick Fox tried. Rick Fox was doing some stuff. Shaq. Uh, Shaq was doing some stuff. I mean, there's been a variety of guys that have – Dabbled in the world, and I think you—I think you might be on to something in terms of the schedule. But I'm telling you that the worlds are too similar, too alike, and and everyone wants to be something else, right? So you got you know rock stars that want to be baseball players, got baseball players that want to be rock stars, you got football players that want to be movie stars, you got movie stars that want to hang out with football players. I mean, it's all the same. It's it's a it's a cesspool of the same kind of like. I understand what you're saying. Thing. I just don't think it will happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And because of the demands, the physical demands. Think about when you were at your plight, you know, at the apex of your college career. Right. And thinking about all the time that it took and all the responsibilities that came with that. Right. And then to go around and really dedicate consistently I mean, I'm talking about the top of your game, knowing that more likely you're going to have to go off location, things like that. Stuff gets real. No, no, absolutely. But I'm telling you, and mark my words, J.D., there's going to be someone that is going to push that 
envelope and and really make it a reality because again before 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 Jordan right there was just basketball players and movie stars and everybody kind of hung out together then you saw Jordan go start crossing lines and making commercials and being funny and doing things and being being an artist in his own right within a small realm and you got all these other athletes that are going I want what Jordan had I want to be world world renowned I want to be on that world scene and it's impossible to imagine and imagine that they probably probably a lot of people are going hey Jordan we want you to be in our movie we want you to be in the show we want you to do all these different things and his just schedule his dedication to the basketball was just like I can't I, I got nothing you know I don't, I don't I don't have the time nor do I want to spend the time I don't want to spend the time to do other things other than Focus on my basketball. I think going back to what we said, where what it takes out of you as an actor or actress when you get deep in a role, and you know because someone that would really commit into that, right. and then doing it for a sport too. I mean, because there is, from the mental standpoint of being drained, mm-hmm. it takes a physical toll, and so right. to have something that you're doing and then to train in sports the way you do, there's a physical toll, especially. When we talk about team sports, when you're dealing with basketball or you're dealing with football, whereas plays is schemes, right. or even with something like ultimate fighting or something like that, it just takes a lot right. out. It's not just reaction. You're studying, things like that. It's, it's only so many hours in a day. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think it can happen. But so what do we think, and do you have any thought processes? Do you even care about Billy Crystal hosting it. Funny guy, keeps it going. I, I heard that he replaced Eddie Murphy. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. I, I, I feel like, and I'm going to look this up really quick. Uh, I feel like he, I don't know why I think this. I don't know why I. I think they probably, I mean, Billy Crystal, even though he could be on the edge, I think he's a safer bet in what his experience. Well, I mean, he's he's done it before. Yeah, and what so. his experience, he, I, I think that, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. And what were they saying? It's been 21 years. In the 21 years since his first in the MC, blah, blah, blah. A lot's happened, blah, blah, blah. So they're just trying to, I mean, I was just looking at this quick little blog, uh, uh, this little site on, online, what is this, USA Today or some uh, Good Morning America, ABC News or whatever. They're just trying to figure out Billy Crystal still got it. I think he's got it. I think, and, and, I think he can do it. And I think he's synonymous with it. It's like Dick Clark with the, on New Year's Eve. Right. You you know, the they after a while, you just kind of associate that person with that particular event. And I think Billy Crystal, with as many times as he's done it, becomes synonymous with it. Right. And, and it does say right here, it says, uh, Crystal was thought of as a vanilla uh, fallback after Eddie Murphy and producer Brett Retner bowed out of, of helming the show following Retner's use of an anti-gay slur. Mm, mm, mm. Retner, damn it. Come on. I mean, come on, really, really, whatever. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just. So did Eddie use a slur? So Eddie, no, no. Uh, Ratner used the slur. Used the great, used the gay slur, and and then Eddie, Curtin Ratner, boom, boom. So it will remain. So, 
Eddie, I, I think Eddie would have been kind of funny, but uh, I, a lot of that depends on the writing for the show too, right? Exactly. I mean, there's the writers of the Oscars. Do they come up? Do they do they provide enough material? You yeah, know? I don't think I want Eddie at living. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Eddie. I think it's neat that he's making a nice comeback for himself. Uh, he's got another movie out. Was it a thousand words or something? Did yeah. you see the preview for that? Vaguely. <laughs> Briefly and vaguely. He's like, oh, okay. Okay, well, good work, Eddie. So, yeah, so he's got, so he's got a new movie out, which is kind of cool. I mean, after, um, Whatever the other movies were that he had, the Doolittles, Doolittles, and, and uh, what was Clumps. that movie, Clump? Well, that was, those were okay. But what about the head? What was that one where he was the head? It was a name. Uh, he was in his own head or something. It was called. Yeah, I know. What you're talking yeah, about. I don't know. And then he was a, uh, he's a big fat woman, and then the little skinny guy, yeah, big mama. No, no uh, uh, the Clumps, right? Or no. Norbit. Norbit, right? Uh, whatever. Yeah, he's been reaching. Right. Well, again. I, I, he's, you know, he's, she's made a career out of it. He's been in the business almost what, probably thirty years or so, at least. At least. You know, at least thirty years. I mean, he's still, so you know, there's still a demand that people want to see him. I mean, there's been hundreds and thousands of people that even got to his to even get a chance to, and then a lot less than that that actually got a chance. It's like, <coughs> you know, like Keanu Reeves. You can say what you want oh. about him. You know, you think he's terrible, but he's got a following. That man's got a following, and people True. want to see him. It's not the ones that say no; it's the ones that say yes. <laughs> but, but, right? I mean, if we're gonna really explore and dissect the craft, right? Come on now, right? I mean, again, you—it's it, project, it's project to project, right? It's can you pick the right project? He found the right pro- just like a, like an athlete. You get a right you got system. a right team, right system. Quarterback is good. Or point guard. Point guard. You got a nice center in there. You got it, you get all the pieces around you, and you can kind of it covers up some of your not so muches. Exactly. Kiana found a couple roles. He found a couple roles. And he should have did like George should have did after he crossed Brian Russell. Walked away, let let the wrist hang, <laughs> and then cool. Right. Well, and again, I, I think and I think they face the same issues that professional athletes do when they are no longer when people are no longer screaming their name. No one, no, they no longer care about what they're doing on a day to day basis. No one's looking out for them. They don't have agents and assistants and managers and everybody running around them because they're their money. There's their they're their breadwinner. When they no longer have that, they struggle. They struggle a lot, and and they struggle in a different way because they don't have the ex teammates and the ex guy, all these ex friends to hang out with that could share that similar. A lot of times, you know, stars are stars by themselves, and they have all these other friends like Entourage. You have all these other people that are not like the like the TV show Entourage. I mean, uh, is a search for significance. Yeah, that it goes really with is. it because and, yeah because. After a while, what you do sometimes, often, if you allow it, define who you are. Right. And so when that's when you found your significance and that's when... It may give you a purpose. You know, you're you're relevant. People care about what's going on with... You know, and again, I think a lot of the big stars, they really, really struggle with, you know, used to be famous, 
Now you're no longer famous. Now um, you're doing like commercials. Now you're doing commercials. Now maybe you're not even. You can't even get commercials. You oh, know? Yeah. How about that? I mean, I can only imagine. And again, I've 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 had the experience of you know being no longer relevant. Uh, you know, being done with football, and you really learn who your friends are real quick. I mean, these people fall off so fast. Real it's, fast. It is like obnoxiously obvious. You know, even mm-hmm. family members. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah, all of a sudden. They, they call you all the time. Yeah, all hey, what's going on? How you doing? What's happening? You know, how's the game going? Hey, we want to come visit you. Oh, but yeah. they fail to tell you that they want you to fly them out and then you pay, pay for, for everything. The ticket, you know, and take them out to eat. And then feed them and then buy them stuff while you're all out. I mean, that, that, that part is it. We just want to see you. It's been so long. You know, mm-hmm. it's been so long. Then you stop playing. They're like, ah. Uh, oh, it's darn it. Like no, that. yeah. He, <laughs> probably, he probably needs money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, and it's it's really sad because it becomes blatantly obvious. And the thing about the acting thing is that in a lot of cases, uh, there, and if you started when you were young, uh, you happen to fit a certain look. Right, a fit a certain look, and you met a, a minimum criteria of what they were looking for in this particular project, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no real uh, foundation of craftsmanship. There's no foundation of skill. There's no foundation of, you know, because the great ones always, always, always can fall back on their skills. Period. They can fall back on their skills. If I don't fit a role because I'm, you know, not tall enough, don't have the but. They can blow you away with their skills. Yeah. You know, like an athlete, right? Yeah, like I'm thinking as we're talking, you know, you're like, when is Dakota Fanning going to show up? Because I thought she was a phenomenal child actor. Mm-hmm. And then Macaulay Conklin and just still. Still struck. trying to, I mean, because again, there's, there's, a, there's a way that you do it. And can your, does your career evolve? Like Leonardo DiCaprio is a perfect example yeah. of someone he's that made who's, he's made it work. He started when he was a kid. He evolved his skills. And his look and his brand all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't still be a child actor in your head and be 25 years old. Exactly. Because your skills, you know, you... Like Ralph Macchio, even right. though he was like 28 or 24 when he was... Right, right. You can't, you can't still be the kid with the skill set as a kid actor and think that people are going to give you a shot at... You know, at roles that and, and Drew Barrymore things. is another one. Drew Barrymore is another great example of again your skill, your brand, all add up. And now, I, and I use the word skill very loosely because you know there's a basis of acting, right? The basis for me in my head is that you can get up on stage and you can act, and you can carry a play, you can act. You know, you can get up there and really be it engross yourself and make the audience just really go along with you that i think is the skill that's that's a great craft to have if you can do that you can do film you know i i I firmly believe that now not everybody that does film can do theater Mm -hmm. that's just not that doesn't it's not always interchangeable you know what i'm saying it's not always interchangeable but the great ones they can fall back and go i want to go to broadway and do some great stuff and they do yep so I don't know. But we'll be back. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to, again, get, we're going to now actually touch on this Oscar stuff and get off of my opinions on stuff. Uh, we'll be back. Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice of America. Yes. <laughs> Your 
internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. This is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. So I figured we'd spend the last two uh, segments <laughs> or sections or... Areas, whatever you want to call them, quadrants. Quadrants. <laughs> the last two quarters, uh, quadrants. Uh, just actually talking about the categories, and you know, again, Grant, love you, but damn it, I don't know. I mean, it's it. I would have had to spend all year looking at all this stuff. Okay, so we're we're gonna blaze through some of this, and if some talking points come up, then that'd be awesome. If not, then we'll just go. Oh. And make some educated guesses. Yeah, we'll make. Yeah, we'll pick them. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna make some educated guesses. Okay, so the first category we got is the uh, uh, best short film uh, live action. I don't even know what that means. I don't even. I mean, again, I, I'm a fan, but I I, I I'm guilty. I, I mean, I only know. So we're going by names then. Yeah, so we're going to go with, I'm going with uh, the Pentecost. Pentecost, uh, got uh, Raju, uh, The Shore, Time Freak, and we got uh, Tuba Atlantic. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Tuba Atlantic. I'll go with the Pentecost. Okay, so we're going to Pentecost, Tuba Atlantic, and then we got the best short film, Animated. Okay, it's Sunday, The Fantastic Flying Books of Mr. Morris Lesmore, La Luna. A morning stroll and wild life. Hmm. Again, educated guess because I mean I, I don't even know where I could go to even check these out. But I, I'm going to. I'm going to go and see, I'm going to see these after the fact. Maybe not every single one I was of about them. To say, you, I'm going to be spending the last the next year just going through all of them. But yeah, let me know how that works out. For you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do you what do you what you guess? Uh, I'm going to say. La Luna. Oh, okay. I'm going to go to the Fantastic Flying Book. Books. Okay. okay. So, Grant, hopefully you're keeping track of these, by the way. Um, the best documentary, short subjects. Uh, it's very interesting because the Barber of uh, Birmingham, Foot Soldier of the Civil uh, Civil Rights Movement, God is Bigger, God is the Bigger Elvis, uh, Incident in New Baghdad, Facing, uh, saving face, uh, the tsunami and the cherry blossom. 
So, again, I, I, I haven't seen any of these. Quit playing. <laughs> I know I know you've seen some of these. I, w- I wish I did. I wish I did, because then I'd be like, oh, he's really on it. He's really on it. Uh, uh, it's going to be a guess. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Tsunami and uh, the Cherry Blossom. You're going to go with that one, too? Okay. Tsunami. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be... Sounds deep. Uh, and the next one, best documentary, which I think is very interesting because one of the films in this category is called Undefeated, and it's about an inner city school in Memphis, and it's and done by an ex-football football NFL player. player. So I'm going to go with that because I think that's and awesome. You, I think you, you already knew her. Yeah, yeah, I knew. Yeah, and I, and I, and I want to see him win because that would be kind of awesome. I, I don't know if there's ever been an ex-football player, NFL player, that's ever won an Oscar. As a matter of fact, when I came out of college. They used to ask me what's what would be more exciting, winning the Heisman or winning an Oscar. And then they used to ask me what's more what's more exciting, winning a Super Bowl or winning an Oscar. And I thought that was always interesting that they always would compare. And I, I, of course, I'd never reached the the Oscar level, or whatever. Would that would have been awesome? But I'd like to see him win because that's that's kind of cool. All right, uh, best uh, best visual. achievement in visual effects. Yeah. Okay, so we got Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part Two, Hugo, Real Steel, which I saw, and I saw Hugo, uh, Rise of the uh, Planet of the Apes. I saw that. That was kind of tight. Uh, and then we've got Transformers: Dark uh, Dark of the Moon. I've seen that too. Transformers. Yeah, that would be really really hard not to pick Transformers. Yeah, it was really, really hard. Yeah. I didn't see the Deathly Hallows Part Two, but I did see. All the others, and it'd be real hardcore not to pick that. All right, sound editing, uh, okay. Drive the girl uh, with the tattoo dragon, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Hugo Transformers or Warhorse? I, I, I still think you have to go with Transformers, right? I mean, Transformers yeah. got sweeped all that because they have so many different sound effects that go on. You like would that. think, sir. Mm-hmm. You would think. Uh, best achievement in sound mixing. Uh, again, dr- Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Hugo, Moneyball, Transformers, War Horse. War Horse. War Horse with the sound mixing, huh? With the horse galloping and all you, that? Know, you know what? Transformers. Okay, so we got Transformers. You know what? I'm going to go Transformers as well. I think this Transformers is going to definitely sweep this. I think. Uh, achieving a musical written for a motion picture original song. What? So we got the Muppets and Rio. Rio. Okay, I'll take the Muppets on that, even though I picked Rio on another poll. Okay. Uh, music written for a motion picture original score. Uh, oh, that was continued. Oh, I, I got you. No, no, so musical score. score. The first was a song. This yeah, one's score. Whole, okay. So the, the achievement, the adventures of Tintin, the artist, Hugo, uh, Tinker Sailor, uh, Soldier Spy, and War Horse. I'm gonna go with the artist just because. Yeah, it was I think that's film. gonna. That's exactly right. I think that's gonna make. That's gonna be kill it this year. Uh, best achievement in makeup. Now, okay, if Albert Nobbs does not win this, how does he not? Okay, first of all, uh, we didn't know anything Explain, about Albert yeah. Nobbs. We didn't know anything about it. We were like, okay, what the, what's this about? Uh, it's your girl Glenn Coase. Looking, dressing up as a man. A man's. A man's man in like the early 20s, like 1920s, hotel, 
they worked in a hotel. She she was you know hiding that she was acting like she was a man the whole time, dressing like a man, looks just like a man. Wants to marry a girl in this movie. I guess that's the part of the adventure of figuring out. Looking at what we saw made me think. I want to recheck all the movies she's ever played in before then. Right. Because I'm a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> if Albert Knobs does not win for makeup, that's hardcore. Absolutely hardcore. She makes he look. She looks like a man in that. I, I got to see it just because I want to see her be a man in it. It's crazy. She looks. Uh, yeah. I always thought she Glenn Close there. had a rough, rough exterior, but wow. <coughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing about her. That's the skill. That's the beauty of Glenn Close. Yeah, because right? she makes herself look attractive. Oh man! In uh, what was the crazy one? Uh, Fatal Attraction. Attraction. Good yeah. night. Looked hot. Absolutely, completely bananas in that movie. But she had her hot moments where you, where as a young dude, I was looking at her like. Would you would you kiss would you kiss Glenn Close? She'd be like, oh yeah, I kiss her, absolutely. And then other parts, she'd be like, well, that's why you wouldn't kiss her because she'll stab you in the neck. You know or what I mean? Or boil a rabbit. Or boil your rabbit, right? Exactly. So yeah, I mean, Glenn Close is that's that's her versatility. And you know, the other one that's up on this is the Iron um, the Iron Lady. Lady with Meryl Streep. Again, we didn't see these. We just looked at the previews beforehand, and Meryl Streep does look like Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, well, like I shared with you, I thought Glenn Close. Would have been a better Margaret, Margaret Thatcher. Thatcher. Do you think that Meryl Streep would have been a better man? No. So you think Glenn Close could have pulled both of them off? H- hung it up in the air. Oh, walked away. Uh-huh. Blew up the light. I gotcha. But she I, gone. I, but I do want to see that. I, I do want to see the Iron Lady because I think it's very interesting. Yeah. I love Meryl Streep. I think she's very and extremely talented. And I think the Margaret Thatcher story is a, a, a very good story. And I don't think I know much about her to be honest with you. She was what eighties. Late late seventies, early eighties. The prime minister Nin- of I, she was in nineties. Was she nineties? Prime yeah. minister of, uh, of Britain. Britain. That'd yep. be hard. Yeah, that's hardcore. Um, achievement in costume design. Uh, anonymous, the artist Hugo, Jane Airy, and W E. Again, don't know what W E is. Um, yeah. Uh huh. Hugo. I'm going with the artist. I hope you're working this down, Grant. All right. The best achievement in art direction. So we got the artist. We got Harry Potter. We got uh, Hugo. And we got Midnight in Paris. Which, again, that also looked interesting. But it's a Woody Allen film. So you got to come. You got to have your, your your cap on. You got to be ready to sit there to, and to be yeah to be out. in it and catch the, the nuances. Because I, I do think he's a very, I think he can be very complex. At yeah. times, with his with his stuff, sometimes you think it's pretty straightforward, and then you realize, oh, that's a little deeper than. So, and you got to be in the mood for his stuff too. Absolutely right. So, what are you going to go with? I am going to go with Midnight and Paris. Uh huh. Okay. I'm going to go with, let's say Hugo. I saw that again. Like I said. Eh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, achievement in editing. Uh, we got the artist. We got the Descendants, which is the George Clooney movie. And from the the trailer that we saw, it's about clearly his daughters that hate his guts. I don't know if he's a piss poor dad or whatever, but 
The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which I saw, I told you, this foreign version, the Dutch version, like two years ago. It was released in like 2000, or two years ago, three years ago, in 2009. I watched the Dutch version. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great film. I had to watch, read the subtitles, so it really increased my reading vocabulary and skills. <laughs> uh, and it was pressing, so I had to pause a lot. But it's neither here nor there. Love the storyline of it. I think it's a very intriguing... I'm still going to rent that one this weekend. That was... The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Yeah. Yeah, you should you should definitely check that out. Uh, editing, uh, again, I, I'm going to give it to the artist. Where do you with the Girl with? with the Dragon Tattoo, just okay. because. Okay. Um, achievement in cinematography. Now, the artist is in there again. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Hugo... The Tree of Life. Now, again, we watched a trailer of that. I had not ever seen a trailer of that. And that looked like a movie that, again, you got to come in there with your head ready to follow. It looked like it was pretty deep. It looked like it was quite dramatic. It looked like maybe it was moving. It, Brad Pitt's in it, which I didn't know. Sean Penn's in it, which is... I mean, that, those are those guys are very talented. These are true artists. They roles. are very artists. Yeah, absolutely. Very talented. So, despite that, <laughs> haven't said that. The Warhorse. The Warhorse for cinematography. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Tree of Life for cinematography, based on the trailer that I saw earlier. Boom! Wow. In your face. Okay, best foreign uh, language film of the year. We got something called Bullhead, which is from Belgium. We got Footnote, which is from Israel. In the Darkness, which is from Portland. Uh, Portland. Poland. <laughs> That's minus what? what? Poland. Um, Monsieur Lazar. Monsieur Lazar from Canada. French Canadian. There you go. A separation from Iran. Now, now, what are the chances that a film from Iran gets the nod? You know it has to be pretty good for... Oh, we'll see. Yeah. But then you might have some people just because they don't like them. Mm -hmm. And then some people have some issues with Israel. I'm going with, long story short, going with In Darkness. I don't know. I am going with Michel Lazare. Uh -huh. Yeah, we yeah. Uh -huh. uh, But, by the way, that's... Canadian, but that's fine. French Canadian. Oh, well, hello. Uh, okay, best anime f uh, feature film of the year. We had a Cat in Paris, a Chico and Rita, a Kung Fu Panda 2, which I saw, uh, Puss in Boots, which I didn't, did not see, and uh, we also got uh, Rango. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break first, and then we're going to get right back to it. That's a good idea. Yeah, we're going to take a break. I think we're getting a bit wordy, and JD is falling asleep over here. So. Oh, uh, yes. Voice America. They're an option. JD is. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast Time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, thank you, Pico. appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> what the heck? Pico? We, yeah, we didn't even give her a day. I don't think we did it last week either, no. which is I kind of slid one, but you didn't uh, hear it. I didn't hear it. Oh, well, with today, this week is Kiko. Kiko. Yeah, Kiko. Like From the, Hawaii? Yeah, Kiko like the soy sauce. <laughs> Salty you have it. Uh, okay, so uh, so it, it, JD was making me laugh halfway through during the break because my man was like, "I'm gonna go home. I need to get some sangria in my life." <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a wrap. It's going to happen this evening. All right, so we got. A few more categories, according, uh, of course, the, the big ones. Uh, so let's let's continue on. We, we're gonna we we finished off with the uh, best animated feature film of the year. Who didn't select? Them. We got a cat in Paris. We got uh, Chico and Rita, Kung Fu Panda Two, Puss in Boots, and Rango. Rango. Oh, I'm going with Puss in Boots. I was about to go that. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going Puss in Boots. You go Rango. Johnny D's in it, which is my guy, which I love. Okay. Best writing, screenplay based on materials previously produced or published. Wow. Okay. Uh, so we got The Descendants, which I'm guessing is a book. Hugo, which is also probably a book. Ides of March, which is also probably a book. Uh, Moneyball, which is probably also a book. And uh, Tinker Taylor's uh, Soldier Spy. I don't know, but I think Moneyball. Moneyball. Money, money, money. Right. I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with Hugo. I'm imagining they probably did Hugo, right? Excuse me. Um. All right. Best writing screenplay written directly for the screen. We got the artist. Bridesmaids, which I thought was hysterical, and I saw that. Margin call. No idea. Uh, Midnight in Paris, a separation. And then we're talking about best writing screenplay written directly just for screen. Mm-hmm. 
Midnight in Paris, mm-hmm. just because. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to go with the artist, because I think that the artist is going to sweep. Uh, best achievement in directing, so best director. So we got Woody Allen for uh, Midnight in Paris. Michael has in Vizicius. Yes. What's his name? Michael has in Vizicius. Well, anyway, he's the the director for the artist. <coughs> uh, Terrence uh, Malik for uh, the Tree of Life. Alexander Payne for the Descendants and Scorsese for Hugo. Scorsese. Really. <laughs> Uh, he's the man. I think that you know what I think. Terrence Malick, or nope. I, again, I'm gonna go with Michael. Michael Havanavizinicius. <laughs> say that two times, yeah, or say it once if you dare. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Okay. So we got your girl Bernice uh, Benio. In The Artist, you got your girl Jessica Chastain for mm-hmm. The Help. You got Melissa McCarthy for uh, well, we Bridesmaids. Go- mm-hmm. We got Janet McTeer for uh, Albert Nobbs. And we got uh, Octavia. Octavia Spencer for The Help. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Jessica Chastain is fine. But... Mm-hmm. I gotta go with Octavia Spencer for the help. Yeah, you know what? It, somebody else told me that she's gonna she's gonna win that as well. Oh, she played the role. Did she? And when you go and you remember that chocolate pie I offered you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, which I passed on because that's nasty. <laughs> yeah. Well, Octavia, she's the one. She's the one that she, was serving up the pie. Yeah, she's uh, the pie. You know what? Maker. I'm gonna do something different though. That I'm gonna go with Bernice, Bernice Spaniel for the artist. I think. I apologize on his behalf, Octavia. Yeah, sorry about that. Cinema pie. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Homemade. Uh, Okay, so we got best uh, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Uh, We got Kenneth Branagh in My Week with Marilyn, which is the first time I've heard of that actually coming up. My Week with Marilyn. Uh, Jonah Hill for Moneyball. Uh, Nick Nolte for Warrior. Uh, Christopher Plummer for The Beginners. Uh, Max von Snyden for... Sn- oh, wait. Sido. <laughs> Max von Sido for uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. So I'm guessing he's the kid, right? Sure. Alrighty. Who you got in that? Max von Sido. Okay, go with the kid. Alright. I'm going to actually go with Kenneth Branagh because I think he's Totally, totally awesome. All right. Best. Okay, so now we got the bigger, bigger categories. All right. Mm-hmm. Now the big, the big three. All right. Best actress, leading role, Glenn Close for Albert Nobbs. Viola Davis for The Help. Uh, Ronnie Mara for Rooney? the, huh? Rooney, Rooney, Rooney Mara. For uh, Rooney Mara for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Meryl Streep for The Iron Lady, and Michelle Williams for My Week with uh, Marilyn. Goodness gracious, Becky. Look at their butt. That's hardcore. That's a... You You know, know, I think that The Help was a good movie. Right. But you got 
you have two top Legends. dogs up there. Legends. And when they can compare you to someone, especially someone just living. Just even me in the, in the realm is just hardcore. I like to give it to Meryl Streep. Ooh. Oh, I kind of like that. But you know what? I'm going to be different. I'm going to pick... Um, I'm going to go with Glenn Close. I want to because she's yeah. playing another, uh, the opposite sex, but then to have someone that they can measure to and look just like when Will Smith did Ali and things right. like that. No, you're right. You're right. They they tend to do that. They tend to like those films where you look a lot like the person the and person you got that their you right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I can see that. Uh, okay. What about best uh, best actor? We got Damien uh, Bashir for the A Better Life. Uh, again, that was we did to see the previews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexican American comes to the country, runs into some all kinds of drama, which is very interesting. Starts his own landscaping business, whatever. Okay, George Clooney for the Descendants. Uh, John Dujardin for John Dujardin, Dujardin, Dujardin for the artist. Gary Oldman for Tinker, Sa- uh, Tinker Taylor's Soldier Spy. Brad Pitt for Moneyball. The Pitter. Wow. Would that be his first? That'd be his first. Yeah, th- that's why I was, I was, it's funny you asked that because I was wondering, did he have anything for Thelma mm, Louise? No, because uh, it was a supporting one. I think, I think. Well, did he win? Did oh, he win for that? Or what was the other one? Uh, a League of the No. Uh, um, no, they talk, Tom Hanks was that, but he did. Uh, not a League of the Fall. Legends of the Fall. Well, he was also Legends of the Fall. He was also nominated for Benjamin Buttons too. I think that yeah. film was nominated. Yeah. It's about time for Brad to be considered. And for a movie that, for baseball, you wouldn't think that it yeah, would be Yeah, I don't know. I'm going with the guy, Jean uh, Desjardins, Desjardins for the artist. I think that's good. Again, it, it sweeps. Uh, same with, uh, in my mind's eye, for the best film, The Artist, The Descendants, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, uh, The Help, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, The Tree of Life, and Warhorse. I'm torn between two. I'm torn between Warhorse and The Help. Um, mm. But I think just because I think I'm going to go with The Help. I, I oh. felt it was a good movie. Um, I felt like it actually touched different generational lines, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I'm going to go with The Help. All right. Uh uh, again, I, I'm sticking same old tune, same, same. I, I think that the artist is going to sweep. So I think the artist is going to take home a lot of awards this um, this Oscars. Uh, are you going to be doing anything specifically for it? Are you going to sit on your couch and, like, pop popcorn and get dressed up and maybe wear a bow tie? Or... Get dressed up. <laughs> it's a special event. I don't know. Maybe you get dressed up. Maybe wear a top hat. Maybe with some white gloves. I, I don't get down like that. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe you do Michael Jackson. I don't know. I don't know what it's you do. Good. I don't know what you do. I, I still have, have house guests in there, so Papa and Gigi. Yeah, Papa and Gigi. Can, I, oh, Gigi would be down for it. Papa. He'd be like, oh, that's uh, not going to carry uh, away. Oh, it, followed by a lot of four-letter words. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that it looks oh, like you, you need to watch American Idol with him. It's hilarious. That is so funny. 
Well, again, we're, we're winding this show down. Thank you all very much for joining Absolutely. us for our special uh, Oscar show. We'll be back next week. We'll get back on board with what's going on in yes. the sport world. We'll have a show that's a little different, but kind of the same. But yeah, exactly the same, but totally different. That's exactly what we're going to have. J.D., as always, you're the man. You are too, J.D. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, Voice America OTS. I'm your host, Darnell Autry, and my co-host is... J.D. Harris. My man. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show. I'm not the